0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining us at the Central and Janesville podcast. Please remember to check us out on centraljanesville.com throughout the week. We're excited for wherever God's got you at right now, and we hope this message brings you a little closer. Thanks. The truth is, as we know, we talk about this a lot at this church. We all do bad stuff. We make mistakes. We sin. That's a part of who we are. One thing that we don't like to talk about is how we like to run away from that stuff. We like to hide away and not confront the bad stuff that we do. Um, There was a time when I was in about third grade. I was on the bus driving home, and there was a little girl in front of me. She was, I think, one grade uh, below me. Uh, I remember her name still to this day. Her name was Becky. And Becky's hair was sitting in front of me. I don't know what she did, but I pulled it. I pulled her hair hard, and I feel bad to this day. She cried it was, a, it was a bad situation, you guys. And I got off the bus, and I felt guilty. I felt really guilty. Not guilty enough to tell my mom and dad what I did, but I felt bad, okay? And for three weeks, every time the phone rang, I was sure it was Becky's mom calling to t- tell my mom about the conspiracy about what a horrible human being her son is. I was sure of it. And so I was scared. Every single time the phone would ring for three weeks, I had anxiety. It would just well up in me. Now, what could I have done? I could have, that day, I could have gotten home off the bus and I could have gone to my mom and dad and then we would have moved on. But I didn't do that. I I walked around for three weeks and I hid it. I didn't, the only time, the only reason my mom and dad would know this happened is because I'm saying this right now, to be honest with you. I hid it until I didn't feel like I had to worry about it anymore. We don't like to confront our sin. It's tough to confront sin. I was running away from my sin. I wanted to pretend like it didn't exist. And so there was a good three weeks where I was not able to move forward. I was just, it was like I was stuck in place. Phone would ring and like I said, man, like anxiety would literally well up in me. Couldn't handle it. And so for the second part of of this series leveling up, Today, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss confession and forgiveness. Now, this isn't like confession like you may know of uh, where, you know, go and confess to the priest. I don't want you coming and confessing things to me, okay? I don't want to necessarily hear all your dirty laundry. Um, I got my own I got to worry about. But there is something about confession, that is important for us to level up our spiritual lives, to to become a little bit more what Jesus wants us to be. Instead of hiding things away, we've got to get to that place where we're willing to be open about stuff, to confess stuff. And I think confession actually leads to forgiveness. And we're going to talk about that as we go on today. there are, there are things that all of us do where we, we, we try to hide away. We try to run away from this stuff. You know, Thursdays are my day at home with my girls and it's inevitable that some, at some point on Thursday I'm going to say something that I'm really glad that their mom is not there for that day. Um, and so I'll say something and I'll, I'll be like, hey guys, what's, what happens on Thursday stays on Thursday. <laughs> like, don't be telling your mom I said that. And it's like, it's like I feel like my wife hasn't been around me for 25 years and doesn't know what an awful human I am. She, there's nothing I could say that she wouldn't know, like that I'm, it wouldn't surprise her. But I still want to hide away. But I think there's questions that we got to, that we got to think about when we're talking about confession and forgiveness. Why do we struggle to confront our sin and bring it out into the open? It is a human thing. We struggle with that. Why? Second thing is, how does this struggle hold us back from leveling up in our spiritual journey to become more like Jesus? It really keeps us back. It, it, it maybe keeps us on, a, on the same playing field, the same level place with our relationship with God, but I think a lot of times it actually, it helps us, it makes us regress in our relationship with God. And we're talking about leveling up. We want to become closer to Jesus. So this is how we can do it. Now, what we're going to do is we are going to go back in time a little bit today. Uh, Man, I just had that song going in my head. Back in time. I I don't know why. I'm sorry. We're going to go back to Genesis chapter 3 today. All the way back to the beginning of human history. Because here's the thing. We're not the only ones that try to run away from our sin. Back in Genesis 3, you you probably have heard a part of this story at some point. You've got God who has created human beings called Adam and Eve. And he puts them into a garden called the Garden of Eden. And he tells them, man, I want you guys to enjoy everything in this garden. There's animals. Name the animals. Enjoy them. There's plants and, and all this stuff. It's all yours. But there's one thing. One thing that I, will, I don't want you to do. Don't eat from that one tree. I call it the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from it. You can do anything you want, guys. Don't eat from that. And then Satan becomes his crafty old self and he goes and he tempts Adam and Eve. And what do Adam and Eve do? They eat from the one tree that they're not supposed to. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, all the time, all, all I'm thinking is, God, why did you make that one rule? Like, just let everything be okay. There's a reason for it. I don't always understand it, but there's a reason for it. Okay? They ate from the tree that they weren't supposed to. And then what happens, we get to, to verse 7 uh, of Genesis chapter 3, and we see what happens after they've messed up. It says the eyes of both of them, Adam and Eve, the eyes of both of them were, were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Like I keep thinking about this. Like, Is God doing the thing that I did with my kids when they were two? Like, yeah, I can't see you. Adam, where are you? Doesn't make sense. This is one of those questions I had as a little kid. He's got to know that. You guys tell me that God knows everything, and now he's saying, where are you? It was not for God's understanding that he was saying this. It was actually for the health of Adam that he was asking this question. A lot of you have been in this situation before. You're a parent, and you've got your kid. And you ask questions to your kid, not for your own understanding, but so that they get to the place of of thinking that you want them to get to. So you might go to your kid, hey, like, hey, hon, uh, have you brushed your teeth? You know full well they haven't brushed your teeth. You smelled it. It's nasty. So you're like, hey, have you brushed your teeth? "Uh, No. You knew that. It wasn't for your understanding. It was so that your kid would realize you stink. You need to brush your teeth every once in a while. Twice a day, the the doctor says. Brush your teeth. I'm not asking questions for understanding. God's not asking questions so that he can have understanding about where Adam is. He wants to open up the line of communication with Adam. That was what this question was about. Here's the thing. There's two things that I know for sure from this passage. God already knows that Adam did the thing that he asked him not to do. And the second thing is, God already knows that Adam is trying to hide from him because he did the thing that he asked him not to do. God knows this stuff. He is, wants to do for you and me is he wants to open up lines of communication. But what happens is, is a lot of times when we get into a place where we mess up, the first thing that we want to do is we want to break off that communication. Some of you have been in spots before where you didn't want to go to church. Because there's something about church where the Holy Spirit gets a hold of us and brings conviction and communication happens that we didn't really want to have to have come up. Some of us, we, we, we go away from our prayer time and our Bible reading time because same thing, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of us and it's like, ah oh, I got I to address this thing that I didn't want to I didn't wanna have to address it. We walk away from good relationships sometimes because of the same thing. Maybe that relationship shows us a little bit about who God is and we don't want to be thinking about stuff. Or just the relationship itself reminds us of the thing that we did that we want to forget. And so we break off communication. That's what happens. But I think something really important that I I hope that we can walk away with today, um, it's this understanding. A lack of confession is like putting up a dam on all other communication. When I choose to take my sin and throw it somewhere where I can't see it, what I'm doing is I'm, at, I'm essentially putting up a dam in the communication between me and God or between me and a person. I've never been to the Hoover Dam, but I, I, it looks like it's really, really big. <laughs> okay. And I think of it like it's like keeping that thing that I don't want to talk about way up there, way, way back behind the dam where I can't see it. But what happens to the rest of the communication then? That river stops flowing. Nothing is able to come through. When we try to forget about the things in our past and pretend like they didn't happen, it's putting a dam in our communication with God. If your communication with God has become still, cold, and quiet, there's a good chance that you're hiding from some sin and some kind of confession is needing to take place. You know how I know that? It happens with me in my relationship with my wife. There are times where... I've done something, I've said something, I say something that I, I know it hurt her and I want to try to pretend like it didn't happen. And what happens is our relationship starts to become still, it starts to become cold, it becomes quiet until that thing is brought out in the open. Confession is super important to our, to our spiritual health, to our relationship health. But you see that Adam and Eve, they tried to hide from God. They couldn't face God. There was... Think about the shame that these guys were going through. It's bad when you and I sin. These guys were created hand by hand by God from dust. And they walked around the garden and God was there. And they messed up. Like that's a lot of shame I'm thinking, right? And so they're dealing with this shame. And they, the moment that, that God walks into the garden again, they want to run. They want to hide. But I'm telling you, when we hide from our sin, I think it's only doing two thumb to light. How many times have you had something that you didn't want to have come to light and you hid it for a long time and boop, everybody found out? Like it happens. Even if it doesn't come to light in this world, we we know nothing's hidden from God's eyes. The second thing is, when we hide from our sin, it's preventing all healthy communication just to prevent a difficult communication. So many times that happens, um, but here's the thing, we really need healthy communication so bad that it is worth everything we can do to go through the difficult communication. Like I said, I, I love my wife so incredibly much, but I still say a lot of dumb stuff that hurts her. And I can usually, I can sense it now. Uh, that's, that's one good thing about being married for 20 years, Like you can start to sense it. Um, but but when I, when I do this, uh, it hurts me. And I don't want to address it. I don't want to talk about it. I want, to, I want to leave it as far behind. I hate the conversations that come up when I've hurt my wife. But you want to know what I really, really hate? I really hate the in-between spot. I hate the in-between spot where both her and I know that I've messed up and I'm, I'm not going to address it. I'm not going to say anything about it. That is not a healthy place for us to be. So sometimes it is just better for us to rip the band off, have the difficult moment of confession, and then you can actually receive forgiveness. I, I think it is so important for us, if we're going to get forgiveness, confession has to come in sh- some way, shape, or form. And so God asked, Abraham why, or God asked Adam why he was hiding, where he had gone to. Again, he didn't do it for his own sake, for his own understanding. He's trying to bring out that communication. But Adam, Adam was going to do whatever he could to hide. But you see, not addressing our problems, it doesn't mean that they're not there. All the time, they're going to be, they're going to be right underneath the surface. And that stuff that's right underneath the surface is often the stuff that hurts us the most. It's the stuff that keeps us held back. It's the stuff that keeps us from leveling up spiritually where we're, where we're meant to be. And so if you love God or you love a people in any way, shape, or form, you have something wrong going on. You should want that because that's going to bring about health. But I want you to notice the next thing here that Adam d- does in this process as, he's, as he's, God's trying to get him to communicate with him first he tries to hide and then God wouldn't wouldn't let him hide for too long asks this question where he is and then in verse 10 Adam answers I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked so I hid can I just tell you how warped his thinking is in this spot let's think about it this way was Adam naked every other time that he'd ever been around God up to this point yes he was always naked God made this dude naked. God walked around and, and communicated with him in the garden, and he was naked. There was nothing, no no big deal. Here's the crazier thing. The Bible says that they actually sewed fig leaves together, and they put that on them. So he wasn't even naked. And he's still hiding away from God. Here's the reason why. It wasn't about the being naked that he, was why he was hiding, was it? He said it was about him being naked, but it wasn't about being naked. He was trying to hide what was really going on. Let me put this in context in a way that some of you may understand more. Let's say you're at home with your kids and you tell your kids, hey, I don't want you to go in the sandbox today. It's been raining a little bit. It's it's just going to be dirty. Don't go in the sandbox. So what's the first thing your kid's going to (laughs) do? Duh. They went in the sandbox. So they come inside the house without you seeing them, and they go straight to a closet that's big enough that they can sit in and hide. And then you're like, hey, kid, where are you? And you find them in the closet. You go, why are you in the closet? Well, I got dirty and I didn't think you'd want to see me dirty. That right there was Adam. It was not actually the problem. It wasn't that he was dirty. That was the problem, right? It was the fact that your kid disobeyed you and went into the sandbox. But the kid, for the kid, it's easier to say, oh, I'm dirty. That kid hasn't showered in like... But the kid doesn't want to say what was really going on. Mom, dad... I disobeyed you and I went into the sandbox. Mm. We like to whitewash what it is that we've really done. We hide away the real thing. See, instead of true confession, we try to whitewash the real reasons why we've been trying to hide from God. Instead of Adam saying, yeah, God, you know, I, I'm hiding here because I did the, very, the one very thing that you told me not to do. I could do every, I could do a billion things and I did the one thing you told me not to, God. That's why I'm hiding from you. Instead, it's like he said, well, God, you know, I'm naked. Like I've always been, but I'm, I'm scared of you because I'm naked all of a sudden. What? Instead of true confession, he tried to whitewash the real reason. See, it happens with me in my life. Uh, the other day, I went to Rogan's shoe store. And that place has become, I've, I, I mentioned this, that, that place has become a weakness in my life. And I'm just, I'm confessing this right now, you guys. Um. I went there to buy a new pair of running shoes for my daughter. She has a hole in one of them. She's a cross-country runner. Probably needs new shoes, right? So we go there to buy some shoes. Guess who walked home with a pair of shoes that day? (laughs) Not my daughter. It was me because I needed them. I got a billion of them at home, and I need another pair of running shoes. Here's the real problem about it. I had just got done telling my wife the other day, and probably, a lot of you have maybe had this conversation because of the inflation, all right? I said, hey, honey, we should probably try to cut back and, and, like, not buy things that we don't absolutely need for a while. And then I came home with a box of shoes that I don't need. And here's the problem. We get, we pull into the driveway, and I tell my daughter, I'm like, hey, I we worked it out. I was going to buy something on Amazon for her. I did. Okay, so she's got her shoes. They're coming. But I told her, I'm like, "Hey, hun, maybe, maybe we don't tell mom I got a pair of shoes today." I'm an awful human. Okay. And I take the box and I'm walking out, and my wife is. I, I always come in through the garage most. My wife is sitting in the garage. Why are you sitting in the garage? You've never sat there before in my life. I gotta sneak these things in. So I've got this box, and I'm like walking. I'm trying to keep the box over here, and she's over there, and I'm like walking like nonchalantly to. I want to quick take the shoes out of the box, put them where I put them, and throw the box. She's like, "Hey, dummy, I see you. What you got?" I'm like, "Well, honey, these shoes. They were a hundred sixty-five dollar pair of shoes. I got them for forty bucks. Look, they're they're so comfy, hon. You know I'm gonna use need running shoes again soon." She's like, you're dumb. I'm like, I know. I get it. have done a good husband. What I actually was doing in that moment, was I was whitewashing the situation. What I should have done, a good husband would have come and said, you know, honey, I know we just had the conversation that I shouldn't buy things I don't need. I know I've got a bunch of running shoes over there. I'm sorry. Not taking them back, but I'm sorry. <laughs> All right? That's what I should have said, but I didn't. Because we like to whitewash what we do. But there's something really beautiful about confession. I want you to hear this. Confession opens the door to experiencing forgiveness and all of its benefits. Confession opens the door to experiencing forgiveness. And I'm telling you there's benefits to forgiveness. I want you to uh, hear what the the King David, who wrote most of the Psalms, what he writes about Confession and about forgiveness. And this is a a king who he knew plenty about messing up and making mistakes. This is what he says Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, he's saying, when I kept silent about my deceit, when I kept silent about my sin, My bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me and my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. This psalm is literally everything that we're talking about today. He's saying, you know, blessed is the person whose sins are forgiven. Blessed is the person who whose sin the Lord isn't counting against them, where there is no deceit. But then I love the imagery that he talks about when he talks about keeping silent about his sin. He says that his bones wasted away. Anybody ever been that place where you're, you're holding something in that you've done and you don't want anybody to find out and it's like everything in his you is wasting away. He talked about, about how he was groaning all day long. And I'm keeping it hidden. His strength was sapped. Sin does this to us it saps us of our strength. But then I love what he what he says when he gets to the last verse here. He says that he acknowledged his sin to God. He stopped covering up his mistakes. And the result of it was that God forgave the guilt of his sin. David under, uh, David sinned. <laughs> like bad. Adultery, murder. Kind of two bad ones. He did it. And he got forgiven. Because he confessed. I hope that we realize today that trying to hide our sin, it doesn't hide anything. I want you to hear this. Hiding your sin is really just hoarding your sin. Hiding your sin is no different than hoarding your sin. A lot of you guys have watched t- television shows with hoarders. Uh, they are fascinating to me. There's this psychological thing in some people that they can't throw things away. And so you'll, the, the cameras will go through these homes and literally you can't get through anywhere. And a lot of times I feel like that's what our sin is like. People cannot throw things away from their house. I've seen it before where there's like decades upon decades of newspapers filling up a home because the person can't throw away a newspaper. It's crazy. That's like, why would you live that way? But guess what? We do the same thing with our sin. When we don't address our sin, when I, when I try to hide it, a lot of these homes that, that, that are hoarder homes from the outside, they may look like it's just a normal home, right? But when you get on the inside, there is nothing good that can be brought into that home anymore because it's full. And I'm telling you, when we hoard our sin, instead of hiding it, we're hoarding it. And we're not allowing good things to be brought in because we're unwilling to confess what is going on deep at the heart issue. And so we struggle. You know, I, I, I meant to bring a garbage can up here and... I didn't bring it up first service. I didn't bring it up second service. But there's meant to be a garbage can here as a visual for you to see. We're supposed to throw your sin away. Because that's, I want, I want to do with my sin what the garbage man does with my garbage. I want to bring it out into the open. It's funny because we, we have these garbage bins that we take out of our house and everybody can see them and nobody's like, ooh, that's awful. Everybody's like, Okay, I can probably walk in that house because it probably doesn't stink like garbage. But yet we're afraid to take our sin and bring it out into the open. When the very thing that we should do is bring it out into the open, throw it in the garbage, and let Jesus be the garbage man and take it away. But we struggle to do that. It's hard. Confession is like throwing things away. It cleans out the garbage in our lives that's taking up valuable space and it leaves room for something better. That's why we... God doesn't need our confession. We need it. All right? Now, sometimes that confession that you need to make, it's not always with God. It's actually with other people. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Confessing to people, it brings healing in relationships. Maybe there's somebody right now that you can think of that, for whatever reason, a dam has been created in your communication. It might be a friend from a long time ago and something happened in the past and instead of communicating through it, you put up a dam. And now there's no communication whatsoever. Maybe it wasn't completely your fault, but I, I will say this. Most relationships and communication problems, it is a dam that has been erected by two people, not by just one. Maybe there's somebody this week that like, you need to go and do your part to break down that that damn that's holding back the communication. It's the very thing that we saw Adam do. But we need to understand it is okay to admit that we are faulted people. If there's one thing that come into this church, I hope you've figured out, because we talk about it a lot. We just are, we're all a mess. We are a mess, and it is okay to admit that. Romans 3.23 talks about it. He says, uh, Paul says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What confession is doing is it's, it's just me agreeing with God that I am a mess up, that I sin, that I fall short of his glory. But our tendency is to deny, to defend ourselves, to deflect away. But First 1 John 1, 1.9 says, If we confess our sins and he's faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. Maybe you've been struggling with confession lately. Maybe it's been a lifelong struggle. Maybe in the past you've been around people who, when you've admitted to things, they have shunned you. They have not given you the forgiveness that you deserved. Happens. But I'm telling you, God doesn't want to shame us. God never wants you and me to feel shame. God never wants you and me to to bury away our sins because we're stuck and we feel like we're never going to be able to be forgiven. Here's the thing. You can't earn forgiveness. That is, that is a free gift of grace that Jesus gives to us. Don't be, don't be going against God by saying, well, I, I can't get forgiveness. He wants to give it to you. You haven't earned it. He worked to be able to give you that forgiveness. He sent Jesus to die on a tree so that we could be forgiven. Maybe confession's been hard for you because you feel like you can't be forgiven, but I'm telling you, you haven't understood grace if that's how you see it. I want you to remember this. Clearly, God already knows your sin. Your confession isn't telling him something that he doesn't already know. Some of us this week, we need to go and tell somebody, hey, I'm sorry for hurting you. Some of us, we need to say, you know what, I'm sorry for showing you disrespect. I'm sorry for being a jerk yesterday. Maybe you, maybe it's our spouse that we need to tell it to. Maybe it's our kids we need to tell it to. Maybe it's that person at work. But I'm pretty sure that every single one of us, because we are faulted people, could do more confession. Could do a little bit more to to get right with people and with God. Again, God never desires that you are going to be full of shame. We're only going to hurt ourselves when we choose to hold these things in, when we choose to, to run away from them. My thing today is let's stop running away from our sin. Let's let's be open about it. It's okay to admit we're wrong. So today, maybe there's a conversation that you need to have. This week, maybe there's a conversation. Um, Maybe the first couple days this week, you need to be praying, hey God, I don't want to have this conversation. Uh, As we end here, uh, I'm I'm no longer a slave to fear. Sometimes we don't have the hard conversations because we've become slaves to that fear of rejection. I'm telling you, God's not going to reject you. And more often than not, people don't reject you if we just come and we admit and we confess. Through confession, there is forgiveness. So today, this week, who is that person? Maybe it's just maybe it's just you need to come to God. God, I've been messing up and I've been running from it. And as I've been running from it, I've been putting up a dam. I haven't talked to you. I haven't prayed. I haven't read my Bible because I don't want to hear from you because you're going to bring that thing up. Well, I'm bringing it up now. Thanks again for joining us on the Central and Janesville podcast. Remember to check us out at centraljanesville.com. Have a great week.